As a traveler, you guys make a lot of money. You guys also are typically coming and going really quickly, typically heading to an assignment. You don't know a lot of people there. All of these things can lend themselves to being a target to somebody who has an agenda for you and gets you involved in a toxic relationship. I've been in this industry for 22 years almost now, and I have I cannot tell you how many times I've had someone tell me I've fallen in love with the man or woman of my dreams. And I mean, I'm literally not kidding, maybe a dozen times. And I've had them disappear only to have all of those times, two years later-ish, reach back out to me and say, wow, you have no idea what I just fell into. It's, it's toxicity in a relationship. And unfortunately, you guys really do have, I guess, that, that attraction to people, especially right now with the kind of money that you're making, the lifestyle you have. You got to be careful. You got to be aware. And it's important. Today, I'm bringing on Rihanna Milne. Rihanna is a seven, she's written seven books, an amazing, amazing guest today. She's written a ton of books. She's a global life and love coach. And we're going to talk to her today about avoiding toxic relationships on Travel Evolved. This is Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome, everyone. I've got a really fascinating show today. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. We've got Rihanna Milne. She is a um, a global life and love coach. She's written seven books. I mean, this woman has a, a number one bestseller on Amazon for couples therapy and women's spirituality. She's got her book, uh, Live Beyond Your Dreams, and then Love Beyond Your Dreams, the follow-up subsequent book on there as well. She's she's incredible. She's been in therapy and in couples coaching and in psychology her her entire life. She's got a really interesting story to tell. We've talked already. I can't wait to bring her on because there's a lot of stuff that she's bringing to the table today. And and the main thing that I reached out to her about was I want to talk about toxic relationships. And again, this is one of those topics that no one wants to cover, no one wants to talk about. But I do here on this on this series and on this show because it's important that you guys understand what a target some of you can be. What we're going to talk about a little bit today with Rihanna is how you can keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And it's not a profession thing like it is with traveling healthcare professionals. You guys just lend yourselves to this sometimes. Many of you do. But today we're going to talk to Rihanna about why it is that this stuff keeps happening. I want to ask her some questions about how to avoid this stuff. What do you, how do you recognize if you are the kind of person that tends to always get into toxic relationships? What is a toxic relationship? 
This is kind of super important stuff. It's part of that whole rounding you out into becoming an amazing traveler. And a lot of it is me protecting you guys from things that I've seen for 22 years in this industry. It's common. I'm not trying to be all hellfire and brimstone in this episode, but I'm telling you guys, this needs to be addressed. This is one of those things where you guys have this somehow an attraction from people that want to take full advantage of you. You're caregivers. You have kind hearts. You believe people. You want to believe people. You make a ton of money. You don't know typically a lot of people in that town. So somebody who everyone else is aware of can pounce on you. And next thing you know, you're falling head over heels in love with the wrong individual. And Again, I've just seen this forever, so it's uh, it's important. I can't wait to get uh, Rihanna on here. She's fascinating. We talked for a little while, and I we almost I just I couldn't stop getting on the phone with her because she's it, this is just one of many, many, many topics that she uh, that she has that she covers. She's she's very well rounded. But I wanted to zero in on this one because I thought this was the first one I wanted to hit with her that was the most important. She does do a podcast, so she has a, and a really good podcast, Lessons in Life and Love. You can find that I think on about fifteen different podcast platforms. So check that out. And of course, I'm going to plug her now and plug her afterwards that you want to go to Rihanna Milne, which is R-I-A, excuse me, let's try that again, R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com, where you get all kinds of information from her website. You can actually have her work with you directly if you'd like. And um, for some of you, I would urge you. So let's talk about what we're going to, you know, get into the episode a little bit. But first and foremost, as always, I want to thank you guys so much for subscribing to our podcast subscribing to our YouTube channel. Both of those numbers are going through the roof. I think a lot of the guests I'm having on, like like Rihanna, are really helping with that because it's important. Like I said, when I first created this, this new channel and this new podcast, I wanted to bring some really cool elements to the table here. Things that you're not going to get anywhere else, not even from your peers. And I've got an opportunity. I'm, I've got some good connections out there that allow me to bring guests on, like Rihanna, to really talk about some things that I think need to be discussed in our industry. And that's, again, I hope that's why those podcast subscriptions are going up. I hope that's why those YouTube subscriptions are going through the roof because we're bringing stuff to you that I think is important. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to talk about what it's like to work on this side of the desk, so to speak, as I always say, in the travel healthcare industry. It's so unique, so crazy, so exciting, so up and down. And I'm bringing a lot of that into the table, too, so that you guys can stay engaged. So anyway, obviously, let's get back to it. Toxic relationships. It is something we all deal with. Everyone has. Everyone's been in one, probably. We we have to kind of recognize what that is, what it looks like. Yeah, these are typically men and women that don't even know that they are toxic. They're so different, you know, out in public that they are behind the scenes or they jump right over and head over heels in love with you. And they're everything that you want them to be for a very short period of time until you're in a relationship. And oftentimes that's where you feel like you just don't want to get out. They're very, very good at manipulating. They're very, very good at coercing you into staying into a relationship that you don't want to be in. And we're going to talk a lot about that today uh, with Rihanna. So uh, super cool. I think the team back in Denver is going to be putting up a lot of her information throughout the interview. So you guys can go back, re-watch this, re, uh, re-listen to it. We'll give that website. Again, it's it's uh, rihannamilne.com, R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com. You can go on there and 
just check out all the things she's done and even contact her um, and uh, get some get some information to kind of get started on potentially getting uh, getting yourself out of this rut of either you know going after these you know relationships over and over again. And you guys know who you are. For those of you that don't feel like you're in that boat. Please watch and listen to this episode because I think you can help some other folks out there that you recognize that either, you know, as a former traveler or you go into a facility and you see someone that, you know, is in this kind of a situation, uh, you may be able to direct them and, and help them get out of it. Because what I've learned from Rihanna is that it is a, a fixable thing. This is not a lifetime, you know, career counseling thing that you have to go through forever. You can actually recognize it get some strength, understand the signs, and get out of this cycle of constantly, you know, getting involved in toxic relationships. And these can be, you know, both intimate relationships or also just friendship relationships. I mean, it's everything that, that we all kind of encompass. So at any rate, I want to jump on with Rihanna. She's uh, in the green room, as we always say here on Travel Evolve. And again, I got to switch mics, as you guys know. We start to move into the new mic. So the sound changed a little bit, but it's the only way I can do this going from our, our high condenser mic to a less <clears throat> less condensed mic. But at any rate, let's jump on with uh, Rihanna, and who's been patiently waiting. She's on the East Coast, so it's uh, middle of the day. It's really early here, and we'll get moving here and have her come up. This is going to be an awesome conversation. Hang tight. Hey, Rihanna. How are you? Hey, Mark. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, you're more than welcome. Having a good morning. We are doing this. We're recording this in the morning. I guess it's okay to tell our audience that. Sure. You were on the you were on the East Coast, definitely. Beautiful sunny Florida right now. Yep. Oh, nice, nice. Well, I want to jump in today. Obviously, you're a, you're an amazingly talented guest. Um, you've done a ton of stuff. We're going to talk about a lot of that. Authored many many books. We're going to focus as as you and I kind of talked about it during our, our pre-interview that we were kind of discussing the opportunity to hopefully get you on here, which I so appreciate you doing. Today, we really want to focus a little bit about toxic relationships, and you and I had a really great conversation about, you know, traveling healthcare professionals, nurses, allied professionals, and how, you know, oftentimes they can be a target because, even you said it, they, they make really good money, they're nomadic in lifestyles, oftentimes they're here and gone. And, you know, one of your books, which I want to kind of give you a plug for and talk about, is really about this whole topic, you know, the, the yeah. toxic relationship. So let's jump in and, and talk a little bit. Let's start off with that book. I mean, I guess just a weird, crazy question. What 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 started the idea of authoring that book specifically? Okay. Well, I have written seven. Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. Um, it came after I wrote the first book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, which is about the mindset for success that I have been teaching since my early 20s actually really intensely when I had a model and talent agent. I was teaching talent to go for their dreams, not believe in the naysayers or the people putting them down because they wanted to be models or actors, singers or dancers, and they were trying to get to the big market from a small town. Sure. So that's where Live Beyond Your Dreams came from. And then I happened to go through a toxic love relationship. And uh, I was not saying I was going to write one on love. Actually, I meditate every day. And in my final question in meditation, it's God, what do you want me to know? And he said, write the book on love. It'll be a bestseller. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to write another book. Because <laughs> <laughs> live was just out about eight months now. And I, you know, it's a lot of work to write a book. 
Now, I was going to ask you about that. Tell me, for those of us that, that have never written a book, I'm sure most people out there listening to us right now probably never have. It's an undertaking, isn't it? It sounds so romantic, and I'll just work at my own schedule, and I'll just free write whenever I want. Not so much, right? It's very hard. I mean, love ended up being 400 pages, and I said, I've got to stop. But because wow. I had gone through a love trauma, this was the result of the research I was finding. And the research was what was healing me because no psychotherapist could help me. Now, I am also a psychotherapist as well as a certified coach and certified clinical trauma professional. But I became the trauma professional later. So childhood trauma, when it happened to me, the event of my partner, my husband at the time, had severe childhood trauma that was not healed, very unconscious, and it basically ruled and ruined his life. And because I was married to him, it took a big hit on my life as well. Um, it was, we call it Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. So to society, he's this wonderful, outgoing, handsome, charming guy. And behind closed doors, whether it's our doors or just a whole secret life is existing, which was what his case was. Um, so that's what happened. His secret life exploded on him within the schools that he worked in. And uh, then it impacted our marriage. And the first thing I did was stood up and got an annulment and said, then the second thing was, I got to figure out what made him ruin our life because we really had an idyllic life. We traveled the world. We had a lot of fun. There was a lot of love. It's like, why would he sabotage this was my thought. And his words were, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I don't either, but I'm going to figure it out. So it came down to him having nine of the 10 childhood traumas that I name, and they were pretty severe. He had a very uh, angry, alcoholic father who was verbally and physically abusive and a very docile mother who would not stand up for him. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot going on in his childhood that was never yeah. healed. Wow. So you, you said you were, it was kind of therapeutic as you were writing the book and, and almost self, this is kind of, I would imagine, where you really started kind of figuring out you know, a lot, a lot, you know, a lot about yourself and a lot about, I guess, this relationship. Right. And you said, as you were writing this, it really kind of helped, gave you your own therapy that nobody else could really give you. It's funny because most of us grow up and as children, we just kind of accept what's going on in our home because we can't change it. So right. most of us see dysfunction as normal. It's normalized. But then yeah. what happens in your adult love relationships, these happen to come out and uh, really impact you in life, love, or business. So right. that's Your what happens. Your spouse doesn't have that same situation. And then what's normal for you? They're saying, "Wait, this is not. This is not normal." You know, same yes. your, your, to your case exactly. Right. It was normal to him. You're like, no, this really isn't. It's probably very unaware that this wasn't a, a normal upbringing. Well, he knew something was wrong, but he didn't know what. So when I finished the book and sent him a copy, he goes, oh my God, put my picture on the cover, on the poster <laughs> oh child of this. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. We had a laugh about it. And I had so much empathy for his pain that yeah. I was able to forgive him. Um, oh, but it really caused havoc in my life. But it also, I took my pain and made it my passion and my purpose. And I'm like, many people must be suffering from this. And at the time, it was saying 90% of people suffer from this. But this year, 2021, the stats were saying that 100% of people have some childhood trauma. And with COVID, that's one of them. Everybody's been impacted by COVID one way or another. So uh, that's called community trauma. 
So it's impacting yeah. our community and our families, our economy, our businesses. So yeah. when you're a child going through this, the impact of this will be showing up when they're adults in love. That's, that's sad and, and scary to kind of think yeah, about, isn't no. it? Yeah, for sure. So, I guess let's let's start off by by tell me tell us and tell all of our listeners what what exactly would you classify? What is a toxic relationship? I know that we could go probably an hour on that alone, but tell us what it what it what a toxic relationship really is. So people that may not even recognize they're in one or 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 attract one or go after those would would recognize what a toxic relationship. Yeah, is. most people really recognize it. It it really physically makes you sick. So it gives you irritable bowel syndromes, migraines, you can't sleep, you can't eat or you're overeat, you have bouts of depression, you're always anxious, walking on eggshells. Um, usually these people, when they're good, they're good, when they're bad, they're horrid, and you never know what you're going to get. So you live for each good moment. Um, and volatile type, type, type of yeah. personality. Yeah. And, you know, I do have a lot of nurses that come to me as clients, right. a ton from all over the world. And um, the, very often, if there's a lot of severity in their childhood trauma, they are then sociopathic. And a sociopath is someone that uses another for pleasure, profit, or lifestyle advancement. So if it's a, a handsome, charming, foreign guy you know coming after you and you know you're solid in your career and you know but a little bit lonely because you're traveling you know mm -hmm. then you are a good target they usually do target helpers smart kind people spiritual Boy. people you know sure nailed our audience down right there and that's and, and i've seen exactly. this i've seen this you and i talked about this for 22 years i've watched this where You've got, you know, and unfortunately, it typically seems to be, you know, women who who tend to be the ones that get, uh, are the are the ones that get get attached to these these men primarily. And I'm just being just calling it like it is, as they say. And you hear about it, and also you kind of in the back of your mind, you're like, ooh, I know this traveler. I've been I've known her for two or three years, and this seems a little. Also, I'm in love, and I'm going to give up my career. I'm going to do it. And next thing you know gone you disappear and then two years later you, you hear this she calls you back and you hear the story of what the last two years were like that's yeah. happened repeatedly to me in my career yeah so they are a target I mean, like you see you and I talked about these these men and women like you said they are they they aren't there for very long they don't know anybody so they're they're an easy prey because they don't have a hub of friends typically probably to protect them I would imagine right so that whirlwind and, romance in a foreign land can be quite romantic so yeah. now they have the work that they love, they have this partner that loves them, and initially it looks great, but they usually come on with love bombing. They'll love you hard and fast. Lots of yeah. text messages, gifts, flowers, uh, yeah. saying I love you very early on, looking for a fast marriage, that's a huge warning sign. But also, Mark, here in Florida, I've had a lot of men clients where foreign women come on to them and make them feel like, oh, you're so amazing, blah, 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 blah. Right. These older men believe it, okay? And sure. then they marry. Because we need someone to tell us that we're amazing as our, <laughs> our wives and haven't told us that for two decades, right? Yeah, right. No, it's, it's, you're yeah. right. It's also an, it could be an age thing. crazy, right? They're mm -hmm. hypersexual. Then they push for marriage and they have a baby very quickly. Then they usually mm -hmm. divorce. So that is the MO, and they take as much financially as they can. And I've had several men in my office devastated by that scenario. So it does happen in reverse as well. 
Right. So in our case, obviously these people mostly traveling in the United States, that foreign could be just a new stranger in town, which is what, what it comes to. And it could even be, I would imagine, you, do, you work with a lot of, of nurses, you said, I would imagine it could even be another hospital employee who, you know, everyone's kind of aware of. And, you know, you walk in as a traveler, maybe there's a charming guy or a charming gal, and boom, they're on you, and you don't know what, you, what hit you, and they've been just waiting for you know, for you to come walking in the door, and you're a high-paid traveler, and here you yeah. go. Yeah, I mean they're looking for that person. Then once you are married and together, people say, "Well, why do you stay?" Well, they're right. hoping he will change. They want to keep the peace. If there's a child involved, they don't want to break up their family. You know, they love them, and they're hoping that when they make all their promises over and over, I'll change. You'll see. I promise. You want to believe them because right. you always want it was you want it what it was like back in the beginning. Sure. So, so really, that's a pretty big start. Is is in any relationship, I, I would imagine your advice is taking it slow. Yes, yeah. is, is probably key number one. And then I mean anybody would give that advice, but clearly someone who's pushing that envelope, pushing. And again, we could be talking about. I would imagine we we can we can talk about this here in a minute. But I, would, I can imagine we could also be talking about platonic relationships or even friendship type relationships that can also be toxic where you know you're you're a new gal in town another gal who wants to be your best buddy and your best friend is using you just as bad even though there's not a sexual relationship involved it's more of a friendship relationship it could happen i don't see that as often those people say i don't have time for this i know right. are very busy yeah. um so that's why they would normally gravitate to the boyfriend first versus having a girlfriend or two um, so that's what they have to watch out for. Always do a background check if you're starting to fall for someone. Yeah. You know, it's super important. Get their... It seems harsh, doesn't it? It seems like, you know, this, like, oh, I don't want to do that because that's, that's, I don't know what they won't know you're doing it and you yeah, got to do it. I think it's people get when right I with that in their own people, head. I don't like what I'm hearing. Just do a background check. Let's see what's yeah. there. Then yeah. there's a long list of things there and I'm like, yeah, okay, that one you got to drop. So, and you so what do you look for in a, in a background? Obviously, if you're if you're if you're background checking a female, you might be looking for multiple multiple names. I would imagine. Why do you what do you what are you looking for? What do you what comes up in a, in a background for for something that you're looking for? Something that has a, a toxicity um, about well, them. That's multiple habitual. names, but you're looking for arrest records, jail oh. time, um, con artist stuff. You know, really? change of names. Marriages, serious stuff, real yeah. heavy duty, heavy duty stuff. Yeah, and it's not that much. It's like nineteen dollars a month or something like that. It's worth it no, before I, I you get too heavily involved with someone. I think that's great advice. So slow down. Someone who's coming on real strong. I think anybody should just recognize. You know, no matter how lonely you are, no matter how how long it's been since you've been in a relationship, sometimes things that are too good to be true can, in fact be too good to be true and and it's kind of like you have to have that maturity level to say wait a minute let's let's just slow down let's just pause this before I start to you know fall head over heels in love with somebody who I, I barely know who really thinks I'm amazing and, and yeah you know and it's 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 kind of hard probably to it's certainly easy for you and I to talk about I imagine in your books and in your interviews and with all the people you deal with it's probably amazing how often very intelligent, very smart, very bright, very world-wise people fall for this every single day. Yeah. It's not about that. You know, everyone wants love. 
Yeah. So it really depends uh, on what you had come from. So that's when I had to examine my childhood dynamic. You know, many baby boomers, which I'm part of, never heard the words, I love you. We had parents that did not give a lot of hugs and kisses or affection. <laughs> did you hear those right. words, Mark? I don't know. Um, I did from my mom. My dad was, I, you know, I grew up in the 60s and 70s and stuff. So my dad, uh, you know, would come home, read the paper. Wonderful man. Love him to death. Yeah. Both my parents are still are still here and, and great relationship now. But no, that's not the way it was. You didn't raise your, your, your boy. As a man, you didn't raise your son with affection because that's just not what you did in the 60s and 70s. That was weird. It's and my funny. father, my father came from a military beach. family, so. Oh, there you go. His grandfather was in the British Navy, so I mean, it came from there, and um, it's certainly, you know, it's. But that's why I attended every one of my son's hockey games, every one of my son's hockey practices. I was there all the time because life is different now than it was yes. in the '60s and '70s, and that's not a fault to my father. Wonderful man, but that was. Well, what they the say childhood trauma goes through at least three generations. So if mm -hmm. you had it, so did your parents, and so did their parents. So I did ask my mom, I, it was right after I had my first daughter, Stefan, I was 24. And I said, I love this little baby so much. And he goes, she goes, yeah, it's great. You know, you're the first of my children to have a baby. And I'm like, but mom, how come you never tell us children that you love us? Like, and I'm 24 now and I haven't heard the words. She goes, well, those aren't words I heard. We grew up in the Great Depression. It was all about work and survival. Right. And I, when I look at the way my mom showed love, she worked for us, and we could get love if we worked really yeah. hard and got good Famous. grades and excelled, and that's what we did, you yeah. know. Um, and I was on the beach with nine people of our age group, nine cohorts, and they all said, I didn't hear the words, I love you either. So then when you look back and you're like, wow, okay, so when somebody's gushing you with love and you really didn't have it growing up, that tends to feel pretty good. Right. I'll right. tell you, I don't have a conversation with my parents without saying I love you every single time now. Same thing with my brother and sister. That's just the way we are now because I think we've, we've realized what we missed yes. um, growing up. And again, it's about the era. So you're right. So people that haven't heard that, people our age, and you and I are the same age, yes. um, are, we, 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 we have it to be careful that we don't crave that going back to childhood is what I'm kind of hearing from you. Yeah. Um, and very it's a generational thing. Uh, well, people are going through that today, too. Yeah? It, it, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it just depends on your family's home. And a lot of men are using sex to equal love. Well, if you, you know, give me sex and maybe I'll love you. And women are saying, right. okay. And that's a huge mistake because usually they have the sex and say, thank you very much and move on. Right. You know, so women have got to really think in a whole different way. The best yeah. way is to become friends first. Slow right. it down, really get to know this person, have some fun. Are they your best friend? Are they your buddy? Is it someone you can trust? Then get intimately involved. Right, because being married for 22 years now, you, you I, I mean, I would say that's a successful marriage. Yeah. And that other stuff goes away, and what you're left with is hopefully your best friend. Right. And that's what, that's at the end of the day, what's going to matter, not the sex, not the, 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 the romance, all that kind of stuff. It really well, comes down to when that stuff's gone. hopefully still have sex and romance. That's <laughs> sure. That, you know. But, but yeah. you got to make sure that you're friends first. Otherwise, that other stuff isn't going to happen either, right? If, you, if you're that's in a right. loveless marriage, you know, that's the last thing that's probably going to be happening. Well, how so I, I describe it is the sex is the icing on the cake. 
but without right. Kate, which is the substance, the character, who are they as a person? Do you respect them? Do you really like them? Do you trust them? Um, right. Are they honorable people? You know, without that, the icing melts, you've got nothing. Yeah, who wants to eat a bunch of icing all the time? That gets right. to be too sugary, and it's not, <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to come yeah. up with a good analogy for it, but... Yeah. All right, so here's here's a couple of again just naive questions for me. Obviously, you, how do you how do you recognize somebody else if they were in a toxic relationship? A good a good friend. How do you recognize it? And then a two part question is, how do you dare approach them with you're in trouble? You're in it. This is what's going on. So I mean, first and foremost, for someone out there that, that thinks they have a, another traveler or another friend or someone that they've worked with that might be in a relationship. What are some, how, how do you recognize that for somebody else that you can't Well, the first thing is to know what the top 10 traumas are. That's the assessment tool I came out with in 2012 called the Childhood Trauma Checklist. Okay. And people can get that for free on my website, reganamilm.com. But um, when you know what the top 10 are, and you might know your friend and your friend's background, and you see them, it's usually repetitively choosing a toxic partner which we call yeah. RRS, Relationship Repetition Syndrome. So you have one toxic partner, you break up, you read a ton of books, you go on a few podcasts, you're there, I got it now, I know what I'm doing right. wrong. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, you pick another one, just like that. So what's and, happening? And why do people do that? I, my wife has friends that, um, I don't think I'm saying too much here, because I don't know if they probably listen to this, because they're not, they're not <laughs> travelers, but my wife has friends that tend to... Um, every time it's like okay how much does this guy drink how much does this guy drink it's the it's the alcoholism i'm like this one couple two friends of hers consistently jump into relationships with men who abuse alcohol yeah and then it's six months and then she's like oh he's he's volatile and he's drinking i'm like duh we're all looking at her like going yes so why is that that? the reason why they stay is their own traumas have not been healed their own traumas are keeping them attached so if they did not have love and they gave them, they give them some sort of love, they stay or they're not able to go. Or they'll break up, their conscious mind will say, I know he's no good for me. Then they break up, and then about 10 days or 14 days later, they get back together. And then it's good yeah. for a while, and then they fight again, and then they break up. And the average RRS relationship is seven times breaking up before it's finally wow. done. Yeah. So that's part of love addiction, part of codependency, which is side effects of not healing your childhood traumas. Interesting. So you really suggest that that's really where a lot of healing and everything starts. You've got to you've got to address childhood traumas. You've got to go in to see what you. It's the root of the issues. Yeah. Right. And obviously, we we talked about. It. I'm gonna spell that. You know, it's the uh, the you know Rihanna Milne. It's R I A N A M I L N E dot com. Rihannamilne.com. Right. Is there any? There's no dot in between first and last name. So. No. Mm-mm. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So it's Mill, not Milne. It's Mill. That's right. <laughs> so guys, check that website out. And there's she's. By the way, and I'll just give you a quick plug. We're gonna talk a little bit more about your website toward the end. But there is a ton of stuff on your website. I mean, seven different books. And again, you're you've been featured in, in different magazines. You, you're just a very qualified individual. And so it, whatever we're talking about today, there's tons of other information on there. And we'll talk a little bit more about getting involved with you uh, at the end as well. So people have that opportunity too. 
So, all right, so you've got a friend, let's say, that, that you see is in one. I mean, obviously for yourself, there's no other way besides just breaking that relationship apart. You've got to recognize it and get out of Dodge, basically, and, and have enough intestinal fortitude to, to be able to end that toxic relationship if it's you. If it's yeah, a friend... I mean, if you're That's a spiritually a based person, you know, if that person's ready to get help and is very remorseful, then spiritually you can give them a second chance. But they have to know if this happens one more time, I'm done. And you have to mean it. Yeah. And that, you know, usually the repeat offenders, unless you actually leave. And, you know, they'll go on and repeat it with another person. So. Yeah. It, it, they really have to take it seriously if they want to stay in the relationship. And the only way you usually get them to get help is by breaking up the relationship and making them leave. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. So again, going back to what I was saying, if, if you if you are somebody who recognizes this in a dear friend of yours or seeing it remotely, just kind of pull them aside and talk to them about it and tell them what you're seeing and asking them, you know, what. what I would, you know, give them the free ebook that I have, um, okay. so they understand. How do people get that? My, on my website, RihannaMillen.com is up in the yeah. upper corner, okay, uh, the homepage. Get that, read it, and you'll know more of the signs of it. Being that you're nurses, you're going to see a lot of this in your clients. So it really should be part of your education um, for what you're seeing. You know, when you see someone with ongoing anxiety, all my clients that come to me have ongoing anxiety, bouts yeah. of depression. Could be eating disorders, irritable bowel. Like I said, if they're, you got to find out if they're with a toxic partner. Mm -hmm. It's one of the leading things, you know. And then they're staying, and they don't seem they seem stuck. They don't seem to have that ability to leave. Gotcha. So, mm -hmm. That's what I help people do. I help people heal from the love trauma, then understand the childhood trauma and heal from that as well. And then with the mindset for success work as a certified mindset coach. I help them move forward in life to create that life they really do desire and then to have the love they deserve. That's the process. And when they get out to go dating again, they know the exact skills for dating, what to do and what not to do, and exactly what to look for, the exact questions to ask when they're out there dating. That's interesting because, I mean, you really kind of described a traveler, whether it be a nurse or an allied professional, like I always say, in, in general, because You've got to recognize some things, stay away, avoid those toxic relationships. But really, again, these people have oftentimes decided that they want to move forward. These are these are risk takers, these men and women. They don't have a steady job because they want to go out and either see the country or explore a higher income by taking this gamble and basically, you know, taking a contract, which means they're not guaranteed employment after every every three months typically. Mm. So these men and women are usually a little more brave. They usually you know, have that, that uh, self-drive that I think a lot of uh, other healthcare professionals that like that staff job, that, that security, you know, the insurance, the benefits. These, these men and women are, are cut from a different cloth. So they're risk takers. So what you talked about, you know, getting healthy and then going out and, and you know, focusing on that drive, focusing on that success. There's a lot more to, to you in, there, in your webpage. Um, that would apply to these these guys and gals certainly uh, I, I would say for sure so it's not just I guess you're saying that so I guess can a healthy person that doesn't have a lot of childhood trauma still become victim 
to a toxic relationship by not recognizing some of the warning signs of someone coming in so fast? Or is it? Do you, do you find that people that tend to attract a toxic relationship oftentimes have some stuff they have to work on themselves? Or I, yes. I'm just, you know. People of trauma attract people of trauma. Because once you're healed and healthy from this, you can spot the toxic person a mile away. Even if it takes you a a couple of dates, when Mm -hmm. something starts turning, or, you know, if you see, you do your background check, you're able to walk away and not feel any sting or, oh, I'm going to miss him. No, it's like self-protection. I'm done. You know, so, yeah, it's a whole different sense of empowerment is what I call it. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's, to me, that's, that, 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 you kind of sum that up. That makes a lot of sense because you don't, you don't have that neediness no. to, to, to have to be that way. You've got, you're mentally healthy, you're clean, you understand it, you recognize it, no matter what it is, whether it's just a slight personality change between the public persona and then the behind the scenes, and you're just like, forget it, I, I'm, I'm done. I always think that comes with maturity. And again, I've got a lot of friends that are our age, they're back in the dating world, and they're like, oh, I just don't have time to, to goof around with any, you know, with crappy relationships anymore. And I think those people that are telling me that have addressed, you know, their issues, their issues they have, any, or don't have any, and they don't have time for playing around with toxicity at all. And it's the other ones that you see that are constantly falling in love with the next, you know, greatest thing, and then three <laughs> weeks later, what happened, you know, and. and uh, I'm out in California right now, and I'm actually at a real close to the beach. And there's a lot of men and women here that are single. And I've, this is the 12th year I've been here, and it's funny because a couple of guys I know every year I come back, it's what's the what's the flavor of the month this time? I don't know which one's the <laughs> the toxicity, but my wife and I kind of joke, oh, this guy's you know has this new girlfriend this year, so it's something definitely is in the and water. And it could be the sure. one that you know nothing's good enough. The right. perfectionist. Oh, you know, she didn't do her hair the same way today. I'm upset. You know, I mean, that repetitive stuff could be part of it. You know, yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Most people have childhood trauma, so the important thing is to heal it first. What kind of work have they done for themselves? Are they into personal self-growth? Do they mm-hmm. read self-growth? I mean, a lot of women do. Unfortunately, we always wish more men did. You know, more men were into spirituality, which brings you a sense of integrity you know as far as who you are as a man um that's sorely lacking in our male population yeah let's let's talk about that for a second because i i think you're right i can tell you personally i don't read a lot of i guess spiritual self-help type type Mm -hmm. things i do a lot of self-help for business i do a lot of self-help for you know, mentality and, and thinking clear and, and getting to know yourself, but not in a spiritual way. And I think There's even spiritual books like Thinking Grow Rich or the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. Sure. Um, Wayne Dyer's work is is great yeah. spiritual education. Tony yeah. Robbins is all based in spirituality and growth to become what it is you dream to be. So you know they're great books for personal growth and accountability and, you know, being your best, highest self, which we call being evolved. And that's what women are looking for. A man that, quote, has their shit together. (laughs) It's like to have your life together, you know, if you have that, then that's a good place to be. But, you know, 
Yeah, so for a lot of men out there, and there's a lot of men in our profession, which is really cool to see more and more, we need to take some time to invest in ourselves because it, it, it does. It makes us a better partner. It makes us a more oh, attractive yeah. partner. It makes us more of a long-term uh, desirable partner. You are you are investing in that aspect of yourself that, let's just be frank, sometimes men need that more. Like you just said, all, wish, all women wish men would, would read this sort of material more, which tells you that we could use some of this. I'm just being blunt. I've got to with, say, with a life. lot of the men in the helping profession, a lot of the men that are nurses are really beautiful souls. Yeah. They usually are into spirituality and holistic health and healing and read these kinds of books to keep their own mental health in check with what they deal with day in and day out in the hospital right. settings or you know out in the countries that they're working. So I'm not talking in particular, our audience are probably the most evolved people listening, yeah. um, but maybe they can help inspire other men, you know, as yeah. they see men coming in and they're upset or they're drinking too much. It's like, hey, you know, are you doing anything that to help yourself, you know, to grow spiritually, to, you know, become who you, you're meant to be, you know, yeah. so. Well, think about it this way: if, if you do that, you're going to be a more attractive, quote unquote, uh, individual for for a lot more women, I guess. So, and, and look at it that way. And that's yeah. the way men think: how can I be more? So, if you if you do this, you you you're you're bringing more to the table. Yeah, you're bringing more to the table, and it's not that you're reducing your masculinity, which I think some people worry about, and you know, there's all kinds of, of things like that going around in, the, in our world right now. I don't think that's true. I think what you're doing is you're is you're 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 investing in your own relationship quality and, and giving that giving that the ability to be able to have you be something that somebody wants to not only be with but stay with for a long long period of time and I think that's I mean that's yeah. to me, that's pretty cool and that's pretty masculine to, to you know I hear of. a lot of my women complaining it's like you go online dating men lift lists that they do fifteen sports I could care less are they spiritual. You know, so we don't right. care about the machismo, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's right. like, who are you as a person? So any men that are single and out there on online apps and are spiritually based or read personal self-help, please do let the women know that on your profile. Yeah. That's who they're looking for. Who are you as a person? You know, not very many women, especially are working, can keep up with 15 sports. Yeah. You know, and then are you going to be off doing your sports all the time and have no time for me, the lady? So that's not a real attractive sign to a woman. Most women don't want all that, you see. So the men just aren't thinking, what do women want when they write their profile? Um, yeah. And they're looking for a good-hearted person. They're looking for a man with some soul, you know? And guys, Rihanna knows what she's talking about. I mean, she, you've written a ton of books. You've been, how many years have you been in, in this field? Oh, I've been studying psychology <laughs> since I was 14. 14. Yeah. I used to get Psychology Today magazine and Teen magazine because I started modeling at age 12. So, um, yeah, and then I had my model and talent company at age 26. And that's when I was teaching the mindset work. But what got me into the spirituality was actually the loss of my best friend at 16 by a car accident. Oh, and I had to process that loss. He was killed by a drunk yeah. driver and it's my first death experience. And I was devastated as a young person, then questioning how much time do I have? I have a lot I wanna do, you know, I could be right. taken next week. So 
it really made me more serious about life and mm -hmm. to find my purpose and live my purpose and help people along the way to find purpose. Yeah. Um, so that in combination is how I got there. And year, but later in life at age 37, that's when I went back for a triple masters and applied clinical and counseling psychology. And then yeah. became a psychotherapist in private practice, but I also worked in schools in a medical center for kids and adolescents in South Jersey, uh, drug rehab facilities as an LCADC for women in the prison system and also teenagers. So with all these diverse populations, no matter their age, culture, background, the same top 10 traumas kept coming up. So that's why it's so important to know what the top 10 traumas are. Really interesting. Yeah, guys and gals, she knows her stuff. And that's why I was so excited to have have you on as a guest today. Thank there, you. I mean, we, you and I could have talked about a lot of things, and um, especially that apply to, to traveling healthcare professionals. But I just felt like this is one of those that nobody is is openly talking about this sort of, of relationship, which I'm telling you, again, maybe people don't realize this, but it is really common, and I, and I hear it all the way to me. Well, so social company is really picking up. When I did my research in 2011 for my book, it was uh, 1 in 25. Now it's like 8 in 25 people are mm -hmm. sociopathic. And as the world is suffering financially and economically, more and more charmers are out there trying to, you know, get the lifestyle they want by living off someone else. It's that's that. Yeah, I can see that. It's unfortunate, you know, and, and yeah. it's 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 common. You're right. It is. I mean, that's there's there's movies about it. <laughs> there was well, a guy here in California that was called something. I can't remember his name, but he was horrible. And he, he uh, yeah, he was actually a healthcare provider. And he uh, got a hold of a, a wealthy single lady that, uh, I mean, he's a pretty famous case. I, I don't know. The Dirty John name. case? That's the guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone so. has not seen that series, it's on Netflix. It's yeah, awesome. Eric Bannon does a really good job of playing a very bad guy. And you yeah. don't like him very much in that. He's really good. But that's exactly, and it's, a, it's almost, it's very accurate portrayal. Very and accurate. exactly the kind of thing that you're talking about. And this woman was successful and had a lot, beautiful, had successful, a lot of things going for her. pretty, great mom, Christian-based. And just um, couldn't stay away from this toxic, toxic individual, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, he roped her in by being the perfect partner. Yeah, yeah, and it's out there. And I think these men and women need to understand that. I think, again, part of what we're saying, we're not, we're, we're just trying to be, again, have a conversation that people just don't seem to want to have. You guys can be a target out there. You guys, like, like we talked about when we were talking before, and lots of money, especially right now in the industry, with what's going on with COVID and, and the amount of money government is funding into facilities. There's a lot of money out there, and I think many people recognize that you as the traveler have an opportunity to make, I mean, travelers were making, on pace, half a million dollars a year during the height of COVID last year. Mm. They were making 10 grand a week, some of these men and women. I know because they were complaining about the taxes they were taking out for it. It's, it's the way it goes. They deserve but it. People, people, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they people see this stuff. So, and, and I think the reason why there's such a, another heightened target is that Typically, it's a it's a quicker buck right now, which means, and I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right, the lifestyle that, that these men and women have hasn't caught up with their income, so they have lots of extra money. In other words, they don't they haven't gone out and bought a three million dollar house and are you know driving around in a Bentley yet. 
So it's 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 money they have that they didn't have, or they they it's periodic. So lots of money in the bank, lots of money you know sitting there on a debit card, which means you can go out and, and even if it's not a, a marriage thing, shouldn't be on a debit a card. Of. That's too easy to yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone can just attract fun. you and just say, "Let's go, let's go run off to Europe for a couple of weeks when you're done with this assignment. Let's take off to Catalina, and you can just pay for everything because I'm the man of your dreams, you know, and everything else." So it's kind of it is kind of kind of crazy. All right, so how do people get involved with you? You and I talked, and I wanted to. You've you've made a couple of um, offers to me that you would share with our audience, and I thought it was really cool. And again, I'm hoping this this episode will stand the test of time. It'll be out there for a very long time. So as people discover Travel Evolved, I hope that they certainly watch this episode. And if you know somebody or you yourself are somebody, I'd love to get them in touch with you. So sure. let's see if there's a way. I know you got a. I know you're crazy busy, and she is, ladies and gentlemen. But there, there's an opportunity. But I don't take I on a large caseload. I only there do people one on one, so they get amazing transformation. If Perfect. I'm full, then there's a waiting list. But very often, I have people coming and going because one graduates, and I can put the next person in. So. Great. You know, I am here to help as many people as I can globally. That's why I'm a global coach now and not the psychotherapist. Um, so just the best thing to do is go to my website. It's rihannamilne.com. And when you're on that, the very top, like I said, is the free ebook. And the header is an orange button where you can meet with me for only $47. That's it. Um, it's a $497 uh, one-hour assessment. I spend a total hour on you assessing why you're attracting toxic people and how to help you heal from what's been going on in your life. And um, then the free book chapter downloads are there and four free love tests. And one of the love tests is the childhood trauma checklist. Um, There's tests there for singles and couples, so check those out. And then my podcast is called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. And I have 108 shows of the podcast, but on my YouTube channel, I have like 250 tapes, audios and videos. So do go to the YouTube channel. You'll get a whole lot of education there. Well, and you got some really good testimonials, too, and people that that swear by you. You helped a lot of people. And again, Thousands by now. In 22 years, it's been thousands and thousands over the years. And the cool thing is, Mark, those that have married, you know, I even married some. I'm an officiant as well. So I help heal them. And it's like, Rihanna, we want you to marry us. You know, That's so, great. Uh, that's that's a very really cool honor. When I can do that. Yeah. So yeah. The, and their relationships are sustaining time. They've learned how to communicate through their issues, not be emotionally triggered anymore, not to go into um, being attacked mode. You know, it's a whole new way of understanding how to communicate through issues and relationships. So I work with singles and couples, men and women, straight and LGBTQ, because childhood trauma has no prejudice. So if you're at least age 16 to 76, you could be my client. Yeah. Well, and what's what's great about it is that you said it yourself. People graduate from this. This is not, you know, a, a you you fix it. You go yeah. and you address the issue, you fix it, and you send them on their way. So people don't have to think this is a a non-stop, you know, forever. This is a, a, a basically, for lack of my, my pardon my ignorance, but it's kind of like a course. And you, you, it is you a work course. with you, and yeah. you're done, and you, you get it now. And yes. this is a fixable and treatable thing. You don't have to suffer the rest of your life by making the same mistakes over and over again. You can get out of stuff. And again, I've just seen it, and I can recognize, I'm not even trained at all, not even close, but I can tell when someone's like, oh, 
I've met this guy, and you're like, oh no, and you just you, <laughs> you can tell it's not like the normal. I've met this guy. This person's a sweet, you know, trustworthy, like you said, individual, a, a provider mm -hmm. of healthcare. These are helping people. They want it. They you know, they can make a lot more money, even though they're making great money doing other things. But these men and women have dedicated their lives to helping other people, so they're yeah. automatically, an you know, not an enabler, but they're automatically in that mindset where they are a caregiver there to help other people and that's, yes. that makes it worse but you can get out of this and you guys for those of you that are better you know attract this toxicity or you know something that does send them send them to rihanna's way because it you, you guys will see that it is a course and it'll be done and you can it's you can four to six weeks uh, four to six months i'm sorry uh it is based on my tr clinical trauma training i'm cctp and um it's a 150 page workbook all based from my research so we work as a partner it's a collaborative team it's highly educational because i have much to teach so it's not like a therapy session where you sit there and talk 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 no it is interactive from what you write on the worksheet is how i teach you back what i need you to know and practice so that's why i only take a few vips at one time so i remember everybody's story and it's just back and forth and uh, changing your mindset and how you feel about things plus we also have to do the biology of healing the trauma out of the brain and the body cells of course um, so that you're not emotionally triggered anymore and uh, when you've got this mindset you will use it the rest of your life you will always use these skills that's what, the best a, great, part. what a great life you have what a good thing you do and it's got to be a lot of fun it's got to be thank you pretty, yeah pretty I love rewarding. it I would get very close with my clients we're like a big yeah. family yeah, I can imagine. I can certainly imagine you would. Well, yeah, this is great. I'm gonna as as we talked, the team in Denver's be putting up a lot of your website, all your books up there as we were talking. So you guys can yeah. go back, rewatch this, reference those, to be able to find. <laughs> excuse me, find Rihanna. And um, what a great, uh, what a great deal. And I hope this was helpful for everybody today, that they kind of understand, you know, why we wanted to have this episode and why we wanted to cover this, I guess, sensitive topic, because it's really common <clears throat> and it's something that a lot of people. I think are experiencing more than they may even know and that's why i want to bring it to everyone's attention today okay thank you mark i want to enc encourage them if, <laughs> if you think you might have this come in and see me it's only 47 dollars. let's get to the bottom of what's going on for you uh, because you don't have to keep suffering in this and you know you're really great-hearted people being out there in today's world helping everyone as you are so you deserve great love, and I want to make sure you have that and no sociopaths in the process because that is absolutely emotional devastating. And when you're working like you are in the trenches like you are, you need to feel really good about all aspects of your life. You can't have this troubled love life and go to work and be mentally clear. So, you know, it's very important that you have an emotionally healthy love too. Absolutely. It sets you up for a successful life, really and truly. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, thank you so much again for joining us. I really appreciate it. And I uh, hope to, again, you and I talked about having you back on down the road. And we've got a whole bunch of other things we can certainly talk about. But thank you. Thank you for carving out some time for us and our audience here today. You're welcome. And I really Thanks appreciate it. Awesome. Okay. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. I don't know if you can hear me on that or not yet. That's, I hope you guys understood why it was I wanted to have Rihanna on. It, it makes, this whole thing makes sense. And again, 
like I said in the in the prelude to this whole thing, is that there's a lot to go over and a lot to talk about. Sorry, there's going to be a big, loud helicopter going over, but you just got to deal with what you got to deal with, right? A lot to talk about. I may just slow down my talking while that, because that's going to get really loud, <laughs> really fast. Sorry, I'm out. I'm on the beach, California. This is a nonstop thing here. And there it goes. It's like living in New York when you get so used to the uh, the whistles and, and uh, sirens and the chirps from the police and the fire department and the ambulances all on the street. It's just you just sleep. Same thing out here. Just helicopters are part of the thing. So anyway, apologize about that. So anyway, really, really great uh, conversation day. And again, it's www. I always say the www. Uh, Rihanna Milne, R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E. And so, um, ch- dot com. Check out that that page. I did lots of stuff on there. Um, very accomplished woman. Very accomplished career. And she's just kind of still still getting going right now. Lots to bring to the table. So I hope you guys kind of understood why this was an episode I really wanted to get out there and film. It is. Uh, just another wrinkle. It's one of the advantages I have of being in the industry as long as I've been in it that I've seen these little tiny things and not a lot of people have seen this. So there's a lot of people who wouldn't think to have an episode about toxic relationships. But you guys, I'm telling you, I've seen this repeatedly. This is not just me thinking, oh, this happened once or twice. It's happened a lot. And I'm not even talking to people you know, on, on a very extensive level on a daily basis. So it if it gets where I hear about it or someone's telling me about it, it just tells you how common this must be. You guys all know people. Maybe I hope it's not you. If it is, get some help and get get this stuff squashed because if you're repeatedly making those mistakes over and over and over again, there's no way out of it. And uh, you know, according to uh, Rihanna, and I agree with her, it probably has, goes back to something that you've been dealing with for a long time or your whole life. And recognizing that, and getting your head clear and clean on it so that you build that strength and you build that intestinal fortitude to be able to recognize the toxicity that might be attracting in your life, you can break free and do like we said and just like, I don't, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to get involved in this relationship. I recognize it and you don't even think twice. And that's exactly what you need to do. You know, life is short, as I've always said. And we talked about it. We never know how long we're going to have. So what's important is that you make the most out of what you've got here. Don't get stuck in a relationship that is unsatisfying and toxic and that you're constantly, you know, regretting being there, especially if you, if you get married and it just finances, everything complicates stuff. Take it slow and recognize this stuff and kind of go from there. So I hope today was helpful. I love this conversation. She was a great guest. I knew she would be very, very knowledgeable. And just has a ton of stuff to offer the, the all of us here at Travel Evolve. So thank you again, Rihanna, for uh, your time today. I know she's super busy. She's got stuff going on, I think, with New Yorker magazine, with Forbes magazine. And she was able to carve out uh, some time for us today, which I'm really, really thankful for. So I hope this was helpful today, guys. And really, you know, keep exploring it. Thanks for subscribing to YouTube. Thanks for subscribing to our podcast. And I will catch you guys next time on Travel Evolved.